The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, <laughs> and we have scared. a whole lot going on. Um, I'm scared I'm... there for a second. There was, an, there, was, there was a bit of a pause between the music, Sorry. and then I was like, whoa. Okay. Sorry. All right. Sorry, uh, uh, Sorry folks. The... Sorry, folks. Summer, the floor is yours. <laughs> Thanks. We're on, of course, with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate. Paul Michael Bolin, I'm actually in the middle of texting my dad. I'm not going to tell everyone the whole story that I was telling you guys because my dad listens to this show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I made a bet with Alexis that... You're already kind of screwed at this point. I know. It's, yeah. Um, so I made a bet with Alexis that if there was ever a relatively credible sighting of a thylacine, which is a Tasmanian tiger... I would give her five bucks and I would do a documentary on them because she is obsessed with them. My grandma brings her all kinds of like Tazzy Tiger stuff and stuff from Tasmania. Is that like your guys' Bigfoot or Chupacabra or no, Yeti? The, the, or, it's, it's or a real is this just a really rare animal, like it's, the it's, spotted lynx or something like that? Kind of, kind of. They said it went extinct in mm. 1936 in a zoo. They think the last one died, but there were all of these sightings for many, many years from this one area, um, I'm not going to say where it's actually illegal mm. um, to tell people where these sightings have been. Oh, yeah, that Australian makes government's sense. really strict on that. So uh-huh. if you see it, they'll confiscate your footage and you can't say where in the whole thing. So I told Lex we could do a hunt for the thylacine if there was a credible sighting. There's a credible sighting. I haven't been to this area since I was a kid. Mm. And this area is terrifying. It looks like the land that time forgot. And that, I don't, you know, most of us, I think, what that that covers kind of about ninety five percent of Australia. No, some of it's desert. No, no, I mean like terrifying areas. <laughs> uh yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. That's that's kind of why Australians are pretty wild people. We're just yeah, like it's, it's well, it's like Canada in the winter. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. only go where the heat is near the border. Nobody goes into the mountains and because they're going to turn into apps to Canadian sickles. You know? Pretty much. Yeah. So we're going into winter now, which means coming towards Christmas, I'm going to have to start getting this this documentary ready because it's going to take put a year to put together. And it's also going to require me going through the bush in Tasmania, something I am not particularly fond of, and Alexis may die. Now I only know one person. I wouldn't wear my heels. I would not. No, okay. I and I know one person who knows the bush well enough to do this, and who knows all the bushmen out there. And I'm going to get him back and forth with the bushmen. There's just one problem with my contact. He's a gentleman that grew up there, fished there, camped there, knows the whole area, and knows how to get to back or beyond. Some people call him the crazy guy who lives down the lane. What do you call him? I call him Dad. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'm, this documentary is going to be. Me in the bush. No, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to be on camera, but so I'm going to be in the bush, which I'm right. not a huge – I do like camping, but guys, you have not been to camping in Tasmania. Um, yeah. For those that haven't, like go camping, you know, in, in, in the uh, – in the uh, 
I don't know. If, if T-Rex was there, it looks right. <laughs> you, it, you, you could look up and you swear pterodactyls could fly there. It is old, and right. some of the trees are just that damn old. They're so, not a Starbucks <laughs> for a thousand miles. It sounds yeah. beautiful, actually. <laughs> and I have, and I've, I've gotten accustomed to not doing this. And you know, this is a man that that, that I'll get in trouble because I'm not hunting fast enough. You know, unless I'm hunting apples, I'm not hunting. <laughs> but, but you know, okay, it's kind yeah, of, no, I understand. <laughs> Go catch the, you know, but I grew up with this, so it's not things I don't know. It's just the only person I know that would be able to, one, keep the location secret because if you find it or you find any proof, you have to know that these people won't say where it is. Yeah, there's a reason that these areas look like the land that time forgot because they're well preserved. Yeah. So you have to get permits and things like that. And so we're going to go do this. And yeah, so, so the, uh, my dad was, you know, has been in the service since he was 15. He is a badass individual. I mean, really a badass. Lex is nodding going, yeah, he is. He's a badass individual. But I'm like, man, this is just going to be me at 15 all over again, getting told to hike faster, hunt faster. Don't touch that. Stop that touching that flower. It's poisonous. <laughs> I've, how does one hunt faster? I mean, I okay. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I've, have gotten in trouble if I knew. I've hunted. I do, you, you just uh, tracking something? And, um, mm -hmm. okay. You know, right, I don't enough. know. My dad can track and follow. He can do all of that. The uh, only time uh, my dad is not good with nature is when he's fishing with my brother. So I actually <laughs> may put my brother and him in this documentary because the last time they went fishing, my brother got a fish hook caught in my dad's face. Oh, oh well, it, it happens. Because yeah. <laughs> if my brother goes, the amount of talking and noise will scare it away. And that's the other thing because you're hunting with my dad, which means no talking for 72 hours. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Dad, no, I my get dad, it. That's how that works. So My dad really is fantastic. Um, I like this. I'm getting uh, say Rod's on here. He's like drone and 30 cameras through the hunting zone. We're not allowed to do that. Um, that you're not allowed to put cameras up in this area. You're not allowed to do anything permanent. You're not allowed to to change or augment the area. Huh. You have to bring everything out that you take in. It's kind of like going to Antarctica. You can't yeah. leave your waste even in there because they don't want any invasive plants. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah uh, um, Mm. Okay. So it's I yeah. what I'm in for. Alexis is like, this sounds like fun. I'm like, oh my god. Actually, it does <laughs> sound like fun, but you know. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm like I'm excited. It'll be great to spend some time with my dad. Right. Um. But I talk a lot, and my dad's really good at this. So so talking's not a good thing. Um. But I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I actually am very happy I lost that bet because the one thing I would love to see come back. Are my Tasmanian tigers. I really would. Um, there was a sighting not too long ago, and what spurred this was there was an Australian bushman mm -hmm. who was out with some Americans showing them around, and this thing came forward, and they were looking at it and couldn't figure out what he what, what it was. And the old Australian fella looked at it, and he said his jaw just dropped. The, now, the American said this, and I'll tell you what the Australian said in a minute. They said the, Amer the American said the old Australian man, he was in his 90s, jaw just dropped, and he looked at him and said, hello, beautiful. And mm. then he started picking up rocks and clapping and saying, go, get away, stay away from the road, stay away from people, just shouting and throwing rocks and right. clapping. Not getting – so they, they to let the tiger know that being around humans isn't a good thing, so and, that's kind yeah. of – that's what – keep them wild. 
And so the, Australia, so the Americans are horrified that he's now throwing rocks at this dog. <gasps> and then he turned around. They come back. They're saying it's a Tasmanian tiger. He looked at the press, said, it's a wallaby. By the way, I'm retiring. I'm like, you can't confuse a wallaby. You couldn't have said anything else. You had to come. That's a terrible cover. Like, there's a big difference between a wallaby and come on. It Wallab- puts- <laughs> okay. Uh, remember, remember you're talking to, <laughs> talking to a Yankee. A wallaby, that's a, uh, that's a kangaroo. It's a little kangaroo. Okay. Yeah. Small kangaroo. So I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, was it running around on four legs or two? Four, okay. apparently, according to the Americans. And the Australian says he doesn't remember where they were, doesn't know, couldn't get them back there, took the Americans, drove them around for like an hour and a half. And uh-huh. before he That's his back. story, and he's sticking to it. Got that it. was a wallaby and quit his job. So <laughs> that, was, that was it. And these people were horrified that he did that. But I think I would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, no. if I if I saw that, I wouldn't want them trusting people. It, it sounds terrible, but would you really want these animals that everyone thinks have been gone since the '30s? I've always been a conservationist. You know, it's best to leave them alone. But I mean, if we can, you know, most of them in the bush. But if there is a, a a glut of them, yes, one should be in a zoo. So I, I no, I, I completely agree with you. Mm. But, if, but if there aren't enough in the bush, no, stay, yeah. keep them. Yeah, they need to stay there. Well, I'd like to see a male and a female taken for breeding to re- repopulate mm-hmm. if necessary. Exactly. But if this one's coming down the road and getting comfortable near people, mm-hmm. I think he did the right thing. Absolutely. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. Like, how dare you throw rocks at him? I would have thrown rocks at him. I would have yelled. I would have clapped. I would have let him know I am the most dangerous thing you can be near. <laughs> I will throw my high heel. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You you're just gonna you're gonna from. pack in a high heel just so you can throw it at a. But uh, you can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no. But you, do you get where I'm coming from? Like I don't want yeah. him. I don't want I, him coming near me. And I know the Australian government would have talked to the fella and he would have told them. Mm-hmm. And I I commend him for not telling press, not telling people, because if you tell people where you think you saw one, those yeah. areas just get trampled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's always fucking tourists. Excuse my language. Like, I'm really upset. I'm like, tourists need to be banned from those areas. Um, but I understand where it's coming from. I would have done the same thing. So let the hate mail begin. Well, but- now, well, and you have Australia pushing the, that big, which was the most disappointing thing I remember uh, at the Super Bowl, finding out we were not going to get a Crocodile Dundee reboot. Yeah. And it turned out that was just a big elaborate commercial to get people to come and visit Australia. Yeah, I'm kind of Australia. Australia is a hell of a place. Mm-hmm. I, I would like a Crocodile Dundee reboot. I have to admit that. That but looked, I can't it say. was good. It would have looked fun. That would have looked fun. Yeah, it would have. Now I'm sure they'll make one now that it's so popular. Yeah, yeah. now that everybody's Hogan cheesed off it. that they don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, but Paul Hogan does a great job. Mm. I think I just I'm really. I don't blame him. I would have scared the thylacine too. I know that pisses people off. I'm sorry. I don't want them trusting people. We've done enough. No, there was a YouTube video that was going around a while back about a guy who's a boat between some of the islands off the coast of, uh, I think it was either Washington or Oregon. And a, uh, a, basically a herd of deer kind of got swept out to sea. And he came across him and all the deer wound up getting up on his boat. Because he had a big boat, big fishing, one of those big fishing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the deer were there, and they were just, you know, sitting. And then when they got back to land, the owner of the boat just started screaming, shaking his hands, hands yelling, yelling, because, again, yeah. they didn't want those deer to get used to being around humans. 
I don't even think it's, I, I think it's necessary for the survival. If these animals have survived mm -hmm. in the wild, especially in small enclaves like yeah. that. And I'm sure he didn't throw it exactly so that the rock would hit. Um, hit well, it? No, I, he threw it I near it to scare it off. I actually would have hit the. I would have hit the thylacine with the rock. I would have made a bird. <laughs> I would have. I. I want to be the scariest thing that thing's ever seen. I don't mm. want it to trust me. I don't want it to trust any human. Right. Right. Like I know Paul's like trying to dig out. Like I'm sure he threw it near it. I'm like, no, throw the damn rock at its bum. <laughs> like, okay, at a bum. Yeah, throw it at the bum. <clears throat> <laughs> throw it at the bum. Okay. <laughs> but I just and I think that's admirable from that fellow's part. I just. Mm. I don't know. We're finding so many things that we thought were extinct and then aren't extinct and are extinct. And we've done so much damage. I think we need to, one, put an effort in to fix the damage we've done. Two, we need to be careful because we've lost, I mean, in the last, I mean, the black rhino has gone even in the last 10 years, just the amount of animals we've lost. Mm -hmm. I think zoos could be very viable breeding programs to release them in the wild. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're being used that way. And it seems to be this split between conservationists saying, you know, just leave them in the wild, no zoos, but we could use the zoos to educate people and get these animals out there. That's just what I'm saying. Right. And I'm more the moderate, where it's just like, if if you can find a, a viable male and female of these, yes, bring them to a zoo. Let's start breeding them so that we can put more back out there. But if we, you know, if you only find males, just leave them alone. Or you only find females, just leave them alone. Just, yeah. I completely it, agree. Yeah, I just careful yeah there I is agree. no like crud you know. i agree the concern is they're worried about people hunting them and things like that but i think wow. the, the use hunting. of yeah ah wow well, why would somebody go and hunt an endangered species but you know i don't i don't the okay. black rhino <laughs> okay yeah come on was the horn. To i know are idiots we're supposed to go to I break. Know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm like, I am. We're huge. going to break and people are morons. <laughs> We're going to break. People are morons. Back to you. And actually hunting can save species. Yes. Uh, it's a great thing called Adam Explains It All. Look up hunting and conservation. It's very, very important. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Boll and this is Behind the Scenes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you ever given any thought to what is behind your insurance coverage? Many of us don't think of it as more than that premium you pay on a regular basis. Of course, until you actually need to use it. On CYA with Rhonda, you'll learn to cover your assets and find out what all of that insurance mumbo-jumbo really means. If you're looking for a lucrative career option, Rhonda Lukey will explain how to get into the insurance business. Listen live every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. Paul's having a laugh because I'm chatting to my dad right now. I, um, I know you know you can't wear wear perfume I, I know, into I know, the bush. I, I know I, you I, know that. Of right? course I know that. But my dad, yeah, he's absolutely coming. I'm really excited. So this will be really fun, at least for me on a personal level, to spend time with my daddy. Yeah, it sounds like a stitch. I, um, we'll see. Oh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, right now, we have on your favorite doctor and mine. Dr. Russ. Now, we have some questions for Dr. Russ, but I want to get through the questions quickly because Dr. Russ has the new Pump Springs Diet coming out, and I really want to talk about that. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you, Summer. Hello, Paul. Hello. So, I want to know, can we speed through these questions really quickly so we can um, so we can talk a little bit about that? But first, let's start with... Uh, the, the first question is from A-Rod in Phoenix, Arizona. He is audio engineer for Behind the Scenes. Mm. So he's the guy that patches you in and out every week. And his question was, is there a female, is there such thing as women's Viagra? Uh, yes, it's called uh, Addy. Uh, it's new. Um, it does require uh, special handling. You can't, you can't get it over the counter. Uh, it's a... Um, an acronym for um, uh, evaluation and uh, strategy because the manufacturer was required by the DA to formulate um, a REMS because of the care that needs to be taken in handling the medication. Um, so you, you'll have to see your doctor about that one. Uh, Testosterone in small doses, I might add, can I- increase the, the uh, female libido, but it's an off-label indication for testosterone. Again, um, you know, testosterone has masculinizing effect, hair growth, uh, etc., that um, isn't desirable. So it's kind of a, a fine line um, if it's going to be used for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you so basically your girl might be a little bit more open to having sex, but she could also have a mustache. <laughs> you could well, is, term, no, so. that works. Alexis has you a mustache. You might want to look into this Addy. That, that's the most, uh, thing on the market. Sorry. It's spelled A D D Y I. And it's a prescription thing, right? It's A D D Y I. You can't find it next to the horny goat weed at the freaking gas station, right? 
No, no, you. Fair so, and not only is it a prescription, but it requires special handling. So you have to sign disclaimers, and uh, there's it's a bit of a, a process. Uh, that has to be completely uh, watched by their physician. So got it. Yeah. It's the latest. Uh, yeah. Latest so it's prescription. I like that. Okay. So if you're interested, talk to your doctor. Yeah. Our next question is from Ruth in Orem, Orem, Oum, Orem, Utah. Hmm. And I'm 29 years old. Five. I don't eat much. I never have, but I just keep gaining. It hurts to move. I fear that I will keep getting larger if I do not exercise. What can I do to lose this weight and be healthy again? So this is a pretty serious one. We missed the part that uh, I wouldn't worry exercise. too much about exercising at this point. Uh, keep your eye on the prize. Uh, you have a body mass index of 58 that classifies you as being morbidly obese. Um, you should weigh in the neighborhood of 140 pounds. This represents 183 pound weight loss that that uh, you'd be looking at. Um, furthermore, you should lose that weight at about five pounds a week, which means you're looking at a 36 week week program here uh, to get to where you need to be. I suggest starting with a healthy diet. Um, Try uh, a paleo diet, uh, such as the Palm Springs diet, in, in, in which you eliminate the simple carbs or starchy foods, which, which are not good to eat. They're, they're artificial. They're processed. Um, and if you get that Palm Springs diet, you can also uh, use the book for journaling. But because of the degree of obesity, um, in this listener's case, I, I'd recommend that you consult with your primary care provider uh, or find a, a, a certified bariatrics physician in, in your area. Uh, there's uh, the American Society of Bariatrics Physicians. They, they have a physician finder. I uh, happen to be uh, a diplomat in that organization. It's for obesity specialists, and uh, so you might you might start there uh, if you don't have a primary care doctor who you think can handle the the situation. Okay. I think that's really important. Our next question is from Lynn D. in Herndon, Virginia. Herndon, Virginia. Herndon, Virginia. Is there any way to reverse aging of the skin naturally? So the backstory to this is she's managed to stretch it out, now she's lost weight, and now her skin's all wrinkly. Well, Lynn, the best thing you can do is not let it bother you. Um, if you uh, drink um, vodka, that kind of um, makes your skin look better <laughs> perception-wise. Uh Healthy skin is emblematic of healthy constitution. Um, the skin is the largest organ in the body, and disease state and other organs can be um, reflected um, in cutaneous changes, such as jaundice, uh, in the case of liver, kidney problems, um, 
or paleness of, of the skin if you're anemic. Um, to decelerate uh, aging process of the skin, sunblocks are effective. Uh, staying well hydrated aids in the uh, skin appearance um, by increasing skin turgor. Uh, you don't get that crappy looking skin as much. Uh, many dermatologists make their their living with um, anti-aging treatments, uh, ranging from tro uh, topicals to injectables, fillers, lasers, facelifts. Um, those are all uh, accessible with um, through through dermatologists or plastic surgeons. So, but for the average person, hydration, um, sunblock, the, those are tools of the trade. Moisturizers, um, I recommend glycerin in, in products such as Cornhusker Solution where you get 50% glycerin, 50% water. Glycerin is your body's own moisturizer, and uh, as far as these moisturizers go, everything else... Uh, Besides glycerin, you're just paying for the perfume and packaging because they almost all have glycerin in them as their their, their active ingredient. So hmm. I think I think did we lose Summer? Okay, so uh, I think we we don't have any other questions. So Dr. Rossi, you want to talk about your new product? Well, thank you, Paul. Um, we're we're excited about this new uh, this new product. That's what we call it, the New Palm Springs Diet. Um, it's something that uh, you carry around in your pocket or your purse. It, it's yeah. not a so it's a it's a spray. If you have a hunger pang, uh, if uh, you have a food craving, uh, if you're worried about eating uncontrollably, like uh, instead of eating one cookie, you eat a pound of them, or a small amount of ice cream, you eat the half gallon. Uh, uh, that's when you might pull out your palm, the new Palm Springs Diet Spray, sprayed under your tongue, um, and uh, that way you can avoid that that sort of negative behavior. Uh, it's uh, the main ingredient. Paul is uh, Garcinia cambodica, and that's a, a der plant derivative that. Um, we know is effective. Uh, it's marketed as Citramax. Uh, it's in a lot of the uh, over-the-counter weight loss uh, preparations. But this is uh, the new Palm Springs diet is unique in that it's a spray, and it doesn't taste like a delicious um, item such as a chocolate eclair or anything, but you don't expect it to taste that way because it is, after all, an appetite suppressant. But mm. the taste is, is not bad at all. And uh, so that, that's, the, uh, that's our new product, Paul, and mm -hmm. I appreciate you being able to uh, mm -hmm. allow me to um, Mark, Doc, we always, want to, we always like listeners. to hear from you. We always want to, we always want to hear what's going on with you. Uh, I think it's about getting near, near that time. So basically, it's like when you're looking at that bag of cookies with the, you just spray this in your mouth, and hopefully you won't eat the entire bag of freaking cookies. Exactly. 
There you go. Okay. And I guess we're uh, we're heading to break and we're going to try and get Summer back because I am so not good on my own. Uh, but thank you, Dr. Ross. And thank you. Uh, uh, we will talk to you next week. Am I doing this right? Uh, Paul, just in closing, I, I would okay. uh, steer your listeners towards uh, our website. It's thenewpalmspringsdiet.com. That that's it, where we, they can purchase this and new product. Alexis will Alexis always puts a link in the show notes, I believe. That's fantastic. All right. And, okay. Uh, well, well, you have a great weekend. Thank you again for letting me talk about our the new Palm Springs diet, our new product, and and hopefully your listeners will uh, find it effective in their quest for for weight loss. Thank you. Uh, thank you, and thank you, Doctor Ross. And we're going to break, and when we come back. Uh, we have a special guest who I completely forgot because, you know, I'm not very good at this. So. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I temporarily went MIA because apparently my Wi-Fi where I am dropped out. It's the trouble with traveling and doing a show. Paul, I, I'm sure you took care of everything. Yeah, yeah, because I'm so good at this. 
Did you burn the show down when I wasn't paying attention? God, I hope not. Okay. So, well, <laughs> okay. Well, wasn't my yeah. intention. Wasn't your intention? Great. Well, now I'm getting yelled at by, you know, I'm getting yelled at on the one side from Australia. My internet's not working. I'm telling you, my dad yelled at me to the point that the internet quit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to welcome to the show our special guest, Chelsea Byers, is the executive and director of CASOL, the campaign to abolish statutes of limitation on rape and sexual assault. She's a nonviolent direct action trainer, a creative strategist, with Beautiful Trouble, a member of the inaugural Code of Community Justice Reform Coalition Speakers Bureau. She is a very accomplished woman and has done a whole bunch of things I cannot pronounce, um, but I am very in favor of what she's doing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to welcome to the show Miss Byer. Miss Byers? Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Great to be with you all. Thank you so much for being on the show. You came in right while we're having a bunch of turmoil. I think I broke the show. And I think Paul saved it. So, so we're back on track, right, Paul? I wouldn't say I saved it, but we're still breathing. So there we go. Okay. So Paul kept us above water while I got lost. We're good. Um, now, Ms. Spice, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, so I have been an activist and a change maker for, um, I mean, my whole life, but professionally a decade. I've worked in education and anti-war, um, a lot of work around nonviolence and in the field of anti-violence. Um, my specific work now is um, working to abolish the statute of limitations on rape and sexual assault. Um, and I think all of these issues are really connected because, the status quo, as so many of us live through every day, has you know, really made our lives difficult. So in my work as an activist, I try to um, improve the conditions of the world around us um, and make things better for everyone. I think the statute of limitations on sexual assault and rape being removed is a wonderful thing. Personally, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm a victim of sexual assault. Um, it's, it's for a very long time in the entertainment industry just considered a hazard but it's affected everyone from Terry Crews, who mm-hmm. is not somebody you think people would mess with. I mean, he looks like he'd snap you in half, you know, and even he's had to put up with, um, I believe he's going to be talking about it quite soon, but he was, he was assaulted and yeah. given an NDA and promised a job if he shushed. And it's happened to quite a few people in the entertainment industry, so I think it's quite, it, it's quite prevalent uh, in our industry, but it's quite prevalent in a lot of industries as well. Why do you think these statute of limitations needs to be removed on that? Yeah, I think um, because from the cases of rape to sexual assault to sexual harassment, there's no reason that the truth should be buried, that the truth shouldn't have a moment to be pursued justice, right? Our, but what we're essentially saying with statutes of limitations is that, you know, any survivor who waited because of the scenario that they may have been in, which, you know, because of Me Too, we know so many more reasons why survivors have keep, kept their stories silent over the years, you know, if they've been forced to sign NDAs to get the work because their abuser may have been in that line of work or if it's because of relationships that they were forced to maintain for their own self-preservation. There's so many reasons. But we know now that those reasons are all of society's problems and statutes of limitations is the law, it's the legal mechanism that continues to solve survivors that, you know, they're shit out of luck. That's too late to have their story told in a court of law to be able to pursue justice. And what that means for all of us is that 
predators, that abusers, that people who have hurt and created harm in society are getting away with it, that they're able to do that again, that they're not held accountable for their actions. And that's, that's ridiculous. It's completely not okay. And we need to create a justice system that works on behalf of survivors. I think something that a lot of people, um, pardon? Why were they put in place in the, why were they, why are statutes, why are statutes of limitations a thing? That I never understood. That's a great question. Um, I think it's a good place to start. I think, you know, for so many crimes, you can understand that there are certain reporting timelines that may seem appropriate for bureaucracy Mm -hmm. purposes. And I don't and, think and it that does would make sense sexual. that the longer you are away from the crime, the harder it is to get evidence to show that a crime happened or, or you know. Well, actually the statute of limitations was something that came from England. I'm just googling this guy's FYI, like I'm not this smart on the fly. Um, it's it's a it's a throwover from England and the belief was that the person by then was reformed and may have changed and it's prosecuting somebody that may be an entirely different person than they were before. Yeah. <laughs> right, and we know yeah. in a pervasive rape okay. culture that that may so not be the exact situation. Wrong. So, so yeah. I thank so you for that wrong. historical point. So that's I wrong. think I, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I I think uh, very good examples. I, I think they need to be in place. But a big thing, um, I've got people on Twitter right now bombarding me because I just got the internet working again, talking about Donald Trump. Um, I'd like to counter and say, you know. Uh, this is on both on, on both parties. It, Bill Clinton did this and was put into office. Donald Trump did this and was put into office. Bill Cosby did this and got off scot-free. So mm-hmm. it, it, people in positions of power, um, I think, very much take advantage of the statute of, lim- statute of limitations. What do you think it would change by not allowing the statute to continue? I think it would signal to survivors that their truth is real and that uh, it's timeless, that we have a responsibility as society to hold people accountable to their actions and to create systems of support for people who have been through pain and trauma and harm. And I think it would show that we're doing something to create that space for survivors in society, because right now there is no space for that truth to be pursued for justice. Now, Paul and I usually have a pretty funny show. We, we touch on heavy subjects and we make a lot of jokes. If you notice, we're rather restrained right now and um, pretending to behave ourselves for the most part. <laughs> but I, I can say from my own experience, um, you know, I have, I have an NDA that was given to me when I was assaulted and it actually lasts the duration uh, until the statute of limitations is up. And so a well, lot of uh, maneuvers are put in place Jeez. to protect. That's Paul? disgusting. That's disgusting. That, yeah, of course, it, of course it runs out the second the limitations run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's how they're designed. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how the NDAs mm-hmm. are designed. They, they want that to happen, and, a lot of, and it protects a lot of people, and I think a statute of limitations protects people. Um, so for... Okay. Whoa! Did we lose her again? Sounds like it. Yes. Yeah. What can people do to help you? What What can we do to help? Thank you. Um, you can join the effort. So these are statewide laws that exist. It's not a national 
thing that we can just sweepingly change the nation. But what we do need to prove is that your zip code shouldn't be the reason that you're able to pursue justice or not. So in 32 states, statutes of limitations still exist for rape, sexual assault, um, and sexual harassment. And we're working really hard to abolish those. You could join the campaign at casol.org um, and get involved at the statewide level advocating your legislators to change and remove those laws altogether. We'll, of course, put the link up, as we always do after the shows. Um, can I, what got you into this? What made you, what made you decide this was this was worth fighting for. Yeah, I was really moved by the stories of um, the women who came out uh, against Bill Cosby. There's now you know, over 60 women who have reported uh, sexual assault or sexual misconduct by Bill Cosby, and those stories are entirely buried um, from the pursuit of justice. We now are looking at one more retrial for Bill Cosby, April 2nd, potentially. Um, you know, the judge is currently determining whether or not they'll allow more victims to speak at that trial or not. But regardless, there's only one case that gets to be heard in a court of law. And I think that is horrifying when you yeah, think of how many one. women yeah. were abused by that man. So yeah, it was that story back in 2014 that motivated me to get involved and be a part yeah. of this because I just don't think justice shouldn't come down to your zip code. Now, when you say it comes down to your zip code, um, I'm going to touch back on that when we come back from break. But you're talking about um, state by state, the, the statute of limitations is different. And for Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. these, you know, it, it's expired, like Paul said, on all but one, only the most recent one, and that one is by the skin of its teeth. They actually prosecuted mm-hmm. it far too quickly just to make it in because of the statute of limitations. Um, guys, when we come back, we're going to be touching more on this very, very serious subject. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, Paul Michael Bowen, host and militant moderate, and Ms. Chelsea Byers talking about what to do with the statute of limitations, sexual assault, and how, to, how the statute of limitations affects people and how you can help. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host and one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. If you want to check out The Militant Moderate, you can find it on Stitcher. iTunes, Stitcher, Paul, help me here. SoundCloud. Uh, follow us on, on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and, of course, the YouTube channel, The Militant Moderate. And, as always, we will put out links. Check him out. It's always very, very interesting. We are on with our very, very special guest, Ms. Chelsea Byers. Uh, now, you were, I'm going to just jump straight into this. You were protesting outside of the Oscars last weekend? Yeah, we did this past Sunday. That, that's definitely a good place to protest. Um, yeah, what made you decide to protest outside the Oscars? Yeah, um, so there was a group of us, um, a big coalition effort, community organizations, the Hollywood Handmaids, um, and we were out there with the rally against rape culture, calling attention to the complicity that uh, the Academy of Motion Pictures have continued to play um, as you know we move forward in this moment. We're in a post-Me Too era, and we have strong demands to be made of our cultural leaders as well as our legal institutions. And, you know, the case doesn't need to be made much further than looking at Bill Cosby himself, who is still an active member of the Academy um, while he's going on trial for these criminal uh, sexual assault charges. So He's a um, member of the Academy? Yeah, he is. Um, Yeah, he's he's not alone. There's many known predators that have been, that continue to be shilled and celebrated by the Academy. There there are, there's... um, Quite, quite, quite a few. Now, I have yeah, to they ask... that only two people have been kicked out of the Academy, and one of those was sharing screeners. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The other, one, exactly. the other one was Harvey Weinstein. Justifiable. Yeah, but Absolutely. when you have Roman Polanski and Bill Cosby among your members, <clears throat> it's... You yeah. know, I... <sighs> Kevin Spacey's is probably still a member, too. So, you know. He is. Mm-hmm. He and is, Brett Ratner just donated a million dollars to build the Academy of Motion Picture Museum and it's, you know, what kind of association and allegiance are you still giving to mem- to people who commit these crimes if you're, you know, allowing their money to be a part of it, if you're allowing their membership to be a part and speak for your academy. Now, I think, I think here, here is the catch with that. I think there needs to be, I, I have to add a caveat, I think there needs to be a criminal trial or a civil trial, even a civil trial um, before people act because we just had a woman accused it was anderson cooper of sexual assault i'm sure anderson cooper's husband was thrilled um but she admitted she had done that for publicity so it's one thing with bill Cosby. 52 women are not going to make this up um you know roman polanski fled the country but yeah, and I he think was we convicted need some... yeah, yeah. <laughs> polanski was convicted yes so I think there are cases like that where the Academy absolutely needs to do something. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, guys. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't think, like, in Kevin Spacey's case, there was no criminal trial, there was no conviction, there was no anything. There, there are civil trials in, in, that are happening right now, I believe. And once he is, 
is found guilty, then he should get kicked out. Not if, once, because that's just common knowledge with him. Mm. And it's more than one bloke. But um, I, I think that we have to, we still have to be aware of, you know, in, innocent until proven guilty. But once you're proven guilty, you should not be allowed in the academy. Can I, well, what do you think about that? I, I think that's totally, yeah, I think, um, I think our cultural institutions have a responsibility to be leaders on these issues. And I think there's been huge demands that have come, you know, me too, times up as movements hammering against our cultural leaders to, to lead, you know, not just wait for the courts and legal institutions to decide, but to hear the stories that are coming out. And so I don't know, you know, the details of the code of conduct that the academy has. I'm sure they have rules. And I would deeply hope that they would reconsider him because, as you've said, even Roman Polanski, it, with his conviction, has been swept under the rug. So um, I think there's, there's some gray area there that they're leaning into a little bit more than being strong leaders in a way that they could and should in this moment. I think, uh, personally, we've had a lot of people come out now with false complaints because they're looking for publicity dealing with actors specifically. Um, and again, I'm going to refer to the woman that accused uh, Anderson Cooper and then said, I didn't mean Anderson Cooper, and then started going through a list of names trying to figure out who was straight. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so there, there are cases like that. What, what do we say? If you're going to do an accusation, do your homework? I mean, come on. That, yeah. So I think um, I agree with you 100%. But I don't want to see, uh, on the flip side, I don't want to see the Academy boot anyone that's ever accused because, in the, especially in the entertainment industry, you know, we're, we're accused of things all the time that aren't necessarily true. But because of that defense, because we are so often accused of things that aren't true, that's allowed rapists and serial assaulters to get away because it's easy to hide behind your fame and hide behind the entertainment industry and say this person is just doing it for publicity. So if I think something happened to you, you yeah. If something happened to you, you deserve justice. But if yeah. nothing happened to you, you are hurting the people who need justice. And I think That's exactly, exactly right. and I think it, you should be if you with false allegations, I believe you should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And if you've done it, I think you should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And I think the Academy also needs to expand to people that are uh, putting forward false allegations and taking away the validity and the attention and the needed limelight from people that have, done, that have been assaulted. I think they should be kicked out of the Academy as well and, and, and kicked out of the guilds. Because there are people that have been very hurt by this. Sorry, that was my. I, I, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah and, and thankfully, you know, false accusations are around two percent of the actual accusations, and you know that only sixty-three percent of crimes that actually happen are even getting reported, let alone getting the convictions. You know, that number gets down well, to ninety-nine point four percent of perpetrators. Um, you're free. talking about you're talking about rape statistics. Um, yeah. I'm talking about the Academy. I get three or four emails a week from women that say they were assaulted by this person or that person mm -hmm. and they've never met them. So the film industry is a very, very different place. There are a lot more false accusations, 
But on mm. the flip side, there are a lot more hidden crimes. It's, it's unfortunately, um, it doesn't go with a national average there. And I think that's something that's awful. Uh, police departments aren't trained in a lot of cases as well to handle rape victims, just so people know. Uh. Um, we have about two minutes left. If people want to join you, and I know I'd love to, where can we find you? How do we join? Where, how do yes, we get to your next you. Um, follow us on social media. We're the campaign to abolish statutes of limitations on rape and sexual assault nationwide. That's CASOL, C-A-S-O-L dot org. Um, and yeah, please join the effort. We're training and um, empowering the next generation of feminist leadership for this criminal justice reform that's so necessary so we can uh, change the landscape that's out there for survivors to seek their justice and speak their truth. Well, I think what you're doing is absolutely wonderful, and I think it is very, very necessary. I'm kind of with Paul. I don't know why the statutes are there. Well, I do now. I Googled it. But I, really stupid <laughs> idea, people. Just FYI. I'm just appalled. I'm really appalled with this entire situation. This shouldn't still be a thing. Jesus. It shouldn't still be a thing. But I'm really glad you guys are here. Thank you. Thank you for the time to share. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And we are definitely going to follow up with your efforts. And if you'd like, give us the information. We'll announce when you're having protests, when you're doing that for anyone that wants to join you. I appreciate that. I will. Thank you very much. Thanks. Guys, thank you very, very much for joining us. I know this is a little more serious than we usually get, but it's pretty damn important. And the statistics on rape and sexual assault she gave were spot on. I know a lot of you are writing in saying it's different in the entertainment industry. It is a little bit, but it's also a lot worse. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host and one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Paul Michael Boland. Check him out on the Militant Moderate. We will be back next week. Good night, Internet. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.